What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Answering Questions on Reddit. I am Mental Health Casual, or Lucky, whatever you prefer to call me. And uh, yeah, I have a couple of different uh, subreddits uh, open right now. I try and use sub or subreddits that are um, pretty recent, just because... You know, even though you can give advice to somebody in the past, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I feel like it just—I uh, feel like it feels a little bit more authentic. And sometimes they may say things about the pandemic or you know certain things like that, things that you actually people are dealing with nowadays. So um, yeah, I thought I would bring. A, so I have the advice subreddit, ADHD, um, addiction, uh, and off my chest. I don't know if I'll be able to get to all of these. I just thought I would just open all of them and just you know see what we can find. Um, thank you to anybody that has been that has listened to my um, Facebook rap. Uh, I know it's a little awkward to hear it on um, on podcasting because in the vi- I do a video if you want to check out my YouTube channel where I actually show which <clears throat> excuse me which words are that I've used from the Facebook post. You know, I, I post the per- person's uh, name and know what they said. Um, I did put it in the description box if you wanted to look at that, or you could just listen to it as a regular song. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening to that. So I guess I would just start off. Why don't we start off with the, um, typical one, the advice of Reddit. Um, this first one is pretty interesting. Parents are treating me like a baby. I'm 15. Uh, and by the way, I don't want to <laughs> feel like I'm, I'm aging myself right here. I'm 28 right now. And I, I, it's weird hearing that because like 15 is kind of like a baby to me right now, even though, I mean, what, there's like a 13 year difference. It does kind of throw me off when I hear that because I'm like, yeah, you're kind of still a baby. But, you know, I, I, I can understand the problem with it. Now, this is a pretty long post. So I'm going to get straight into it. Now, this is an issue I've, I've been dealing with all my life. It's driving me nuts now. My parents, I would say, are pretty protective of me but are just, in my opinion, unfairly strict when it comes to two things, device devices and bedtimes. They'll punish me if I'm not in bed by 9.30 and I don't have the freedom to set my own boundaries, which I feel constricts my freedom as an individual human being. The biggest problem for me is the restrictions with a ba- with basically anything uh, with a plug. First of all, I'm not allowed any type of device with a screen after 9 o'clock, phones, computers, television. I wasn't allowed to ever uh, have my phone in my room. I'm guessing they thought I was going to watch porn or something. However, I'm in a committed relationship and wouldn't think of it. However, they've given up on this and I can have it in my room, which is a slight success. One of the biggest problems I have within this problem is a couple of months ago, my girlfriend bought me a Google Nest Mini for Christmas and it's been the most useful gift I've ever received. I kept it in my room to use it, helping me remember things and helping me, uh, with homework. I also discovered you can call other Google devices, so I, so I found I could call my girlfriend with it. However, my parents then realized that it gave me access to the internet and have confiscated it altogether, even though it did not have a screen. These two problems are not uh, are not that big, but it, it's just driving me nuts. It's prevent it prevents me from setting my own boundaries and learning and to learn to control my own bedtimes and what is right for me. I'd like to confront my parents about this, but every time I have previously, they end up making me feel like shit and defeated, as they always make up excuses as to why they're taking the advices uh, de- excuse me devices and letting me be free with myself, and they are always avoiding the question. Could someone please give me advice as to what I can say to them to make them understand that in order to grow. Uh, that in order for me to grow as an independent person, I need to be in charge of myself more. P.S. I know this is a first world problem, and I know I'm a little, uh, I'm a little shit. Because, but please only comment with advice. I don't need you telling me how much of an ass I already know I am. <laughs> so <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. I was just saying, you know, it just makes me feel old thinking now that like 15 was like 13 years ago for me. So I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Don't worry about it. Um, at least for me. 
Uh, oh, so I, I, I'll tell you what. I'll answer this. I'll, I'll answer the question, right? I, instead of like giving my, I guess my um, inc my uh, problems with the question itself. But uh, you know, I would probably say there. I, I'd probably say like the most important thing for you to tell them is, hey, you know, is there any evidence that I have used this in the past? So use yourself. Use yourself as empirical data. I, now I don't know what your situation is. I don't know if you have had any problems with these in the past it doesn't seem like you have it seems like you have a um a reason for saying like oh well you know they're just not allowing me any freedoms all that kind of stuff so i will i'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you haven't had any problems with these in the past um maybe start off with something that's small so that you can build up to it so um, not saying that you need to build up for it, uh, build up to it. I'm just saying more for your parents to build up to it. So say, Hey, you know, I, I, that was a gift from my, my girlfriend. I would like at least to, you know, have it, um, you know, I, I would like to at least have it within, you know, like in my room and let's say you give them some freedom, right? So this is, this is where you give them freedom. So let's say you, you have it in your room. They can check in on you anywhere between, I don't know, what, what was the, the bedtime? It was 9.30 and, sorry, what was it uh, for some moment? So it says, so so he said uh, he's not allowed uh, any type of advice with the screen after 9 o'clock. Phones, computers, television. Okay. So um, let's say they can check in on you anywhere. I'm assuming that you're not a light sleeper, but, you know, you may be, so this could be a problem, but this is just something I'd put out there. Um, they can check on, in on with you um anywhere after nine o'clock like they 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 have the right to enter your room anywhere after nine o'clock to make sure that you're not using that thing right give them a little bit of that control back because that's a, that's the ultimate thing is is they're they're really just doing this for you um i know that that's not exactly something everybody every kid wants to hear but they are really trying to do this for you because uh the problem is with a lot of these um and I, I do this too, right? I watch anime till ungodly uh, <laughs> times in the morning. Um, but yeah, screens really do mess up your sleep. And I think that's really what they're trying to get you to do is get you into a better um, a better habit of sleeping. And, you know, this is something that has been, you know, talked about ad nauseum. So, um, you know, give them a little bit of freedom with it and maybe they will give you a little bit of freedom with it. That's, that's the best way to negotiate because if you go into it just giving them nothing, they're not going to give you anything back, okay? So at least give them some type of uh, give them some type of thing that makes them, you know, when you're negotiating something, you really have to promise somebody something that is that you're willing to do. An example of this would be, um, you know, this is kind of a like a marriage thing, but you know, typically what happens with men when women want to get men to do something for them, a lot of times they will actually incentivize it, right? Like, oh, you know, they'll, they'll start complimenting them on how good they are and um, say this, this, and that, and then it'll it'll um, coerce the men into actually wanting to do the things like take out the trash and all that stuff, because typically when men aren't felt felt as needed and they're just felt it's like kind of done as an order, men are much more um, aggressively against being ordered. So if you're given if you're given incentive to do something, it's a lot easier to you know get to give somebody uh, get somebody to do something for you. So yeah, just giving them uh, some type of freedom as well as the freedom that you want can could be a good start you know so that's just my kind of thing and you know i i don't think you know sure it's a it's a first world problem but yeah i definitely think that it's a very legit um problem that you know a lot of kids have to deal with um let me see 
Uh, not going to go there. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, okay, so this is, this is an interesting one. Um, very short, so uh, this is probably my last one on the advice subreddit. Uh, my company is going to hire a physically disabled person for my team. Uh, in parentheses, it says he can do his job. How do I make him feel welcome? Um, and I think... I, I think this is um, pretty. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. But typically, you want to make them feel like everybody else. You don't want to give them any reason to, because since you put in parentheses that they can do their job, then there isn't any reason to make them feel any less welcome than anybody else, right? Same same thing that you do to everybody else. You know, go introduce yourself. Uh, you know, as you as they're. Um, I'm assuming this is your senior. Yeah, yeah. Since you, you've been working there, so or, since you're their senior, right? Make them make them feel welcome, just like everybody else, right? The minute you start making somebody feel like they're getting more attention than somebody else, it can start to become a little bit of a problem because now they feel like they're getting special treatment. Also, you tend to when you do that, whether or not like the other people are feeling the way this way or anything like that. A lot of times, typically, when you're giving somebody special treatment, other people are wondering, well, why aren't I getting special treatment? I've been with the company for this many years. I've been, with the, you know, and all because this person comes in. So you end up isolating them without or alienating them without even without even that as your intention. So, yeah, just treating them like everybody else, giving them the same um, giving them the same, uh, you know, uh, giving them the same treatment as everybody else is really the best thing you can do. So. You know, hopefully that uh, that answers it. So uh, now I'm switching over to the ADHD Reddit. Um, let me check if. Hmm. Uh, interesting. I I've ne I have not heard about this, but it says take your pills. Netflix. Apparently, it's a Netflix movie or show or documentary. It looks like. Uh, I'm sure this has been posted before, but has anyone uh, here seen the documentary Take Your Pills on Netflix? It's about ADHD medication, particularly Adderall, and the risk of abuse. As someone with ADD and attentive ADHD, I personally found it hard to watch. The documentary had such obvious bias towards the anti-medication stance. None of the people spoke on how the medication benefits them on their daily life or how they. Uh, or how they use it without reliance. What were your thoughts? And I, I'd actually be interested uh, in hearing a little bit of this. Um, so one person says, uh, agreed it was a terrible biased take on ADHD medicine that didn't focus on anything about actual people who take ADHD medicine to stabilize their lives. Um, same, I watched it with my brother. He takes medicine because his ADHD affected his schoolwork, but I don't because it never affected my schoolwork and he was annoyed that it didn't show people like him that medicine was la uh, was last case scenario and ended up helping see and I, that's where i i'm wondering right because a medication is always a very interesting topic for me because i'm trying to think about you know adhd i'm wondering if some of these cuz you know there was a rise in adhd during the pandemic right and the thing about it is right how many of these cases cuz th there can be such things as like right short term depression Right when you let's say you uh, you have a family member that dies, you go through it and then you you end up you know uh, you end up doing some therapy, um, you get through that and then afterwards you actually are pretty all right right like everybody needs to kind of talk to somebody. I, I I'm just kind of proposing a hypothesis uh, an hypo uh, excuse me a hypothesis or an hypothesis. I always wonder about that because every time every now and then whenever I see an H I see an N before it. So anyway, uh, I'm trying to you know propose this right is that sometimes people can have short-term ADHD, right? Because when kids are on Zoom all day, they're in the front of this computer all day, 
you know, I, I can't imagine that it can work uh, super well as, as well as being in the classroom themselves. And so obviously they would have a problem. Some kids are going to have a problem on Zoom, right? That's, that's completely normal. And so I, th since there has been a rise in ADHD during the pandemic, I'm wondering if this is temporary ADHD. So um, now this, this is not to go against medication for it. I, I'm all for medication as long as it is something that um, helps you with something that is deterring your everyday life. Um, I just, you know, I'm just wondering if there can be better alternatives to schools, I, I suppose, um, better alternatives to school work in some cases, because, you know, I, I was pretty good at like standing still. And I think mainly because I was, I, you know, people, you know, it, it was kind of like, I, we were talking about marriage before, right? Like I, I was actually getting like a good grades and all that stuff. And I felt like I was needed and, you know, it was, it was kind of cool to do that, but uh, yeah, it, I, I could also see the other side of it where kids weren't as stimulated, right. And they were more stimulated during sports and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's hard for me to exactly say not everybody learns the same. So, you know, when you have to go through one particular school system, I feel like that can be real tough for the kids that aren't, that don't learn that way. So, you know, I'm a little on the edge about it, but you know, ultimately I'm not against medication in any uh, form. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't seen this, this movie, uh, take your pills. I, I do. Um, I, I, I always worry about documentaries that only show one side of things and uh, not because they can't do that because obviously then they'd have to make double the documentary and it'd be pretty tough. But, um, and also if they're trying to, if they're trying to make a statement, obviously they want to throw that out there. I, I think I like documentaries more where they leave it up to the viewer to kind of figure out. <laughs> I know this is kind of a weird one to bring up, but you know, like Tiger King, when you're watching Tiger King, you're trying to figure out who the hell is the bad guy in this. And you're just like, all these people are freaking crazy, but man, there's something about that Carol Baskins. I don't know what the heck it is about her, but you know, even though this is mostly supposed to be about the Tiger King, you know, uh, Joe exotic, but man, there's something weird about her. So, you know, when, when you leave something up to the audience, I feel like it's a bit more, all inclusive, you know, because all of a sudden you start to spark these debates on whether or not, you know, whether or not we should be doing this, all that kind of stuff. Whereas if you're sending, if you're uh, showing people your own conclusion, it doesn't leave it as open ended. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, maybe I might check that out. Maybe I'll, I'll give my take on that. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting, uh, interesting post um, for people out there that don't know. I do not have ADHD, but I definitely have some Sometimes I definitely feel like I kind of do, um, but very minor forms of it. It doesn't stop me from learning or anything like that. But I did. I do have a friend that uh, that has suffered from it, and you know, I, I think think he took Ritalin or Adderall. I'm not completely sure which one it was, um, but you know, uh, seemed like it helped him. But uh, you know, I mean, anybody that out there out there that has ADHD, you know, best of luck to you. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I've had people on my my podcast that I've talked to about ADHD. I guess a good example of this would be like Lawrence from uh, uh, Living with Depression Anxiety, um, you know, young man and very open about that. If you guys want to check that out, uh, he uh, they have a YouTube channel, actually very big YouTube channel. I was really surprised that they wanted to sit down and talk to me um, <laughs> uh, after I asked them. But, uh, you know, very cool guy, him and uh, his, his mom, Deborah. Very nice, uh, very nice uh, people. And uh, yeah, you could probably learn a lot from uh, somebody like Lawrence. Anyway, let's check out um, let's check out one more from this subreddit. I'm trying to think. Hmm. Let me see.
Uh, let me think. Oh my god. Oh man. Uh, let me see. How long is this post? Because I don't want to feel like I'm. I'm gonna start hating myself because I feel like I've done this before. Um, one second. So the title is, you know when you are going to watch a quick movie, have five things you want to get set up to make the mood just right, and suddenly the movie has been paused for two hours, it's time for bed. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing. I, I, I'm laughing at the post, okay? Um, had all these plans to watch Netflix for a few hours with pizza, sat down with my meal, and realized that I wanted something to drink. Got a sparkling water, sat back down. Tea sounded better after the first sip of the soda, so went to the kitchen to warm up water, mixed up some hot sauce with sour cream for a pizza dip, made tea, sat down to watch TV. Realized the pizza had gotten cold, so I went to reheat it and decided the homemade lemonade sounded great. Watched some pots and pans and had a snack in the kitchen. Wandered back into the living room. Pulled out my phone to look at the newest thing I really want to buy but can't technically afford, and I'm sure I will purchase in the next few days when I can't stand waiting more than two weeks to make a big purchase. Forgot about the pizza for a second, then suddenly realized, uh, then suddenly remembered time is passing and my dinner is cold again when the TV automatically powered off. Looking at the clock and realized that it's time for bed, made the adult decision, decision to eat the cold pizza while watching a YouTube video to save time, and then came here to complain. Anyone can relate. Yeah, that um, that's some real stuff right there. I, I really hate to say that, but it really is on my part sometimes. Um, especially when I'm watching, you know, when I'm watching anime sometimes I, you know, typically I'll, I'll be like fully invested in it, but, um, oh, you know what is a good example is editing videos. Oh my God, dude. Cause editing videos can kind of make your brain go numb sometimes, especially if, uh, you know, I, whenever I'm editing or, uh, I don't edit these particular podcasts, but whenever I edit like my casual bros podcast, cause that's only once a week. So I, you know, editing those are, um, you know, editing the final product excuse me, editing the final product of that is much more important than editing the final product of this because this is an everyday thing. Excuse me. But um, yeah, dude, sometimes I'll go on YouTube. I, who did I find? I found Harry Mack. He's like a, he's a freestyle rapper. That's, you know, all the rage now. And I, I can't stop watching his videos while I'm editing. And it, all of a sudden, you know, I'll be on the third one. I'll be like, dude, I've been on the second minute of this freaking video forever. And I haven't even touched, I haven't even touched the freaking uh, anything about it. So yeah, it's definitely a, whew, it's definitely a tough thing right there. Um, let's check out, uh, let's check out the addiction subreddit. I think that would be uh, pretty good one. Uh, let me check out here. Ooh, this is uh, this is a rough one. Uh, my wife, my wife is in a bike accident last night. I admit we were stupid. We were on, we were quote unquote only going around the block, so we didn't put on our helmets. She lost control of her bike and landed head first. She's in the hospital getting everything scanned, but she has a brain bleed. I've been clean of sleeping pills for six years, but right now I just want to take something to shut off my brain. Yeah, and that's a really, you know, that's a really important thing, right? Is even when you're doing really good, I think I, I'd mentioned it on here before. That's actually one of the the. I mean, obviously, you know, what is it? Uh, six years, right? Um, when you're doing good, especially in the first year or two, that's some of the most dangerous times when people can really, you know, once they once they relapse, there it's just they go really hard, right? Because they feel like they have nothing to lose at that point. Um, and they also feel like there's no hope because they, it's like, oh, I already tried it. Right. And now what am I going to, you know, what am I going to try this again and feel terrible again? And so they feel like a lot of things have gone down the drain, but, uh, yeah, with this one in particular, it, it's definitely something that has happened to me, you know, especially, you know, when I lost my, uh, my grandmother last year, 
I just remembered thinking of all these really terrible thoughts, right? Like, you know, I bet, you know, I bet some of my, my, uh, Whatchamacallit, I bet some of my like family members are probably drinking right now and isn't that good for them that they have something to cope with, right? Whereas I have to sit here and actually deal with my feelings. <laughs> All these kind of thoughts that really, you know, aren't they're not great to have, right? Because then you start making enemies out of you start making enemies out in your own head from people that don't have anything to do with your pain, right? And so um you yeah, this is definitely I can definitely understand uh, this particular post. And it's it's something that really people have to come to terms with right the the brain bleed thing and it, it actually reminds me of uh my my pastor pretty recently ended up having a um a brain bleed not from an accident it's just a hereditary thing and he was off for like, a couple of weeks and i just remembered thinking like oh my god i'm gonna lose my pat like it, it was it was interesting right i thought i thought everything was okay at first right i just had all this faith i had all the faith in the world and all of a sudden just everything started collapsing around me and i didn't know why and I just, I, for some reason, it was really tough on me to actually, I, you know, even to this day, I have not been in back to, uh, to church for a little while. So something that I want to get back into, um, you know, I've been trying to, uh, you know, there, there's some people that I've been ignoring because they're from my church. And so I've been, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe once I get to talking to them, but then the social anxiety kicks in Well, I haven't talked to these people for two weeks, what are they going to want to do with me now? Um, but you know, I think that's just something we all have to deal with on our own. Um, but also not on our own. I, I think we, we, we kind of, uh, we kind of put ourselves into these corners where it's, you know, and you know, kudos to this person for posting this on Reddit, because I think a lot of people can really learn a lot from this and, um, maybe even, uh, empathize with it, you know? So, um, yeah, good. Best of luck to you and best of luck to your, um, what is it to your, your, your wife, um, uh, yeah yeah good you know best of luck to her you know hopefully uh, hopefully everything works out well and you know for everybody wondering my my pastor is actually doing amazingly so it was a very it was a big miracle that uh you know everything worked out but uh so it says uh this this post says sober but not sober oh excuse me hey guys at first i wrote like a book Oh, at first I wrote like a book, but I realized no one would read the whole story and no one would even care as usual in my lifetime. I'm now 24 and a couple of years ago, I quit various drugs. I included uh, amphetamines and Molly, maybe meth, not sure. Uh, so for people wondering, uh, meth is usually laced with, uh, with some of these things. So um, last year I quit smoking cannabis. This year I quit smoking cigarettes and also coffee. And now I'm in mental mental hospital for my alcohol abuse. I quit that too yesterday. Found out the reason why I was addicted to all of that addiction to social media and smartphone. Or, uh, sorry, let me rephrase this because there was a dash in there that confused me. Found out the reason why I was addicted to all that was addiction to social media and my smartphone. What causes social media to what? What causes social media to me? A lot of insecurities and anxiety. I lay all I lay all day long on my bed, being afraid of leaving the house because of social media advertisement, but instead of just leaving, I feed myself with that with that shit over and over again. It's a circle. Can any precious soul here relate somehow? Did anyone ever uh, overcome social media addiction and or anxiety with the need of using pills? If some experienced soberist or any, sorry, or anyone with a nice story could comment, it'd be very much appreciated and love suffering in bed. Um, yeah, so, uh, with social media, this is always something that I'm very careful of uh, because 
you know, I remember I had to quit it. You know, I had just gone through a pretty rough breakup. I just, you know, all these different things and started comparing myself to different people. So I actually took maybe, I want to say it was like a six year hiatus off of Facebook. Eventually I got back onto it very recently because, um, because, you know, obviously I'm in, I'm in a different state now. A lot of my family is back in California. So I wanted a chance to at least see what's going on with them, all that kind of stuff. Um, the thing is on my Facebook page though, I keep that very like close to home, right? Like I don't add anybody on there that I don't, I don't know. I say that, but then I have also, <laughs> I've added like, there's a bunch of people on there that I don't even know because I'm just assuming they're my cousins. Um, the Samoan, the Samoan cousin community is pretty large in any, you know, no matter who it is, you know, we have really big families. And so, um, yeah, it's really, it's really tough to, it's really, uh, tough to figure out who's you, like, who's your actual cousin, who's not, you know, I even feel like some of my cousins on there have just been, you know, have just been, you know, just, uh, adding uh, people cause they just like, Oh man, I wonder if this is somebody's some, I wonder if this is the person, my cousin, I don't want to like act like, you know, I don't know who they are. You know, so I might as well add them, which is exactly what happened to me. But anyway, um, back with this, um, so even with like Instagram and all that stuff, I don't really take too much of what anybody says at uh, face value because a lot of the people that I talk to about social media are not usually them. You know, it's not like they don't have their own problems, right? It's I feel like social media is their way of excuse me is their way of you know letting out their best selves into the world where there's not as much baggage, there's not as much. Uh, terrifying there's not as much uh of of the uh the terrifying things that we have to go through in daily life it ends up letting you use filters for things that you don't want seen it ends up you helping you and that could be really good but for the consumer of that people are looking at it at face value and thinking oh my god this is you know this is just something that's just so this is somebody that's just so insurmountable and this is a this is a, a something I learned from religion, but I think it's just a good rule overall is, uh, you know, squashing false idols. Right. And even then, like, you know, it's not like you have to believe in God to do this. Like just worshiping anybody for for any reason is it, it's kind of a ridiculous notion if you think about it. But, you know, obviously you can be excited when your favorite celebrity comes to town or, you know, you meet them and you're just like, oh, my God, this is so awesome really looked up to you all that kind of stuff that's fine right but when you start to worship somebody as an idol that's when it, things become a little uh, a little bit tough which is kind of ironic because i'm into japanese idols like i i really like the the pop music scene and you know i really like them too but i don't you know i'm not one of these otakus otakus are the the okay i'm trying to say a word that's not okay what what can i use to s describe these people otakus are kind of like the people that are very devoted to those groups. This is in my anime casuals channel, so I can't, I can't exactly call them what I want to. Um, but um, yeah, so they're very dedicated to the idol uh, industry anyway. Um, so yeah, this, um, this can be pretty tough, right? Because, you know, when, when we drink, it's typically, or when we do drugs or anything like that, it's usually to escape reality. The problem with escaping reality too much is that, um, we live in it. So it's almost like living in, so you know what it reminds me of? And I, I think I had talked about this in, was it, I, I, I don't, oh man, I don't think it was this podcast. I made it on my, on my casual bros podcast. Sorry. They all start to melt together after a while. Um, I was talking about like Ariel from, from the little mermaid and how I didn't exactly like it because I, I didn't exactly like the message of it. Obviously it's a great, it's a cool movie. It's a classic, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but it's about this, you know, it's about this girl that just decides that she doesn't want to be part of this world that she's been born into. So she decides to try and uh, change herself to a huge degree, sells her voice right uh, to to Ursula, and then goes up to the surface to walk with a, a guy that she likes, right? And you know, I think as a problem, as kind of a problematic message for for some reasons, uh, for for a lot of reasons. But um, you know, I feel like that's sometimes how we are with social media, and when we are like that, it's just like, oh my God, I don't want to be, or sorry, when we're uh, escaping things, right? We, we drink because we think we're a better version of ourselves when, you know, the real us is the best version of ourselves, right? That's just the truth of it, right? Some people, sure, they're not as anxious as when, you know, they're, all, they're drunk or anything, but maybe they have, but I feel like some people don't even give themselves a chance, that, me included, right? Like when I was drinking, it's like, you wouldn't even give yourself a freaking chance to, uh, to figure out like what you what your self-identity was because you were always wearing these different masks around people right so you know whenever you whenever i talk about social media that's why i talk about it in such a dim light because it's very difficult to um it's very difficult to kind of uh to live your own life when you're always watching somebody else's so that's just my opinion on it guys so uh yeah i think that was pretty good i'll leave the links to all these subreddits uh in the description in the description box down below also you can check out our uh our link tree if you guys want to check out all things casual also you can feel free to email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com if you guys have any questions but as always guys don't forget to keep it casual <laughs>